Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. I'd like to meet that person who could do it in five, five classes. 
you know, I teach a basic astrology course, and if I ever told anybody what they would learn in those six weeks, they would walk away. They wouldn't even bother to stay because in the, just in six weeks, in the very basics of astrology, you have to learn 144,000 things. Oh, my God. Yeah, and you well, do. You'll yeah, learn it. Do a good job. You'll learn it. Well, it's it's worth it in the – is it still evolving? Are you still – are there still new oh, things to learn? You know, what's wonderful is where we are in time, you know. Astrology at one time was uh, a twin flame with astronomy, actually, was the beginning of astronomy was astrology. And uh, mm-hmm. then the two eventually grew apart, and science then said, no, no, there's no such thing as astrology, and kind of debunked it. But uh, a lot of people in Europe and, of course, all over Asia uh, continued to work with astrology. But in the United States, it was kind of set aside and said, oh, that's just an entertaining thing. And uh, now, with all the advance of computers and uh, so many universities now are opening up doors uh, where you will get a diploma in astrology, um, the world is really changing, and computers are advancing the research. And, of course, groups like the one that I belong to, an international society for astrological research, advances it all the time. We have full groups of people who are studying different aspects to uh, identify what really happens when we have a certain aspect between planets or luminaries or asteroids or, or fixed stars or it could go on and on. And there are so many avenues that a person can take up once they understand the basics of astrology. It's as wide and, and, and expansive as medicine. Uh, you can learn, you know, you can be a person who specialized in fixed stars, which most people don't even know what that is. You could be a, a specialist in health. You could be a specialist in mythic astrology, and it goes on and on and on. It's huge. Well, let me ask let me ask you something. Now, they're discovering new planets all the time. Will those and planets come into Eventually, as the linear mind is so relatively limited, and we have to come up with new ways to identify everything that's going on without it looking tremendously confusing. You know, if you put all the asteroids on a wheel, you really can't even see the planets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if you um, put the fixed stars, you would never be able to keep up. So we have to find a new way to do it. And what will eventually happen, it may be 100 years from now, I don't know how far down the road it is, uh, but it will be more holographic when you look at a chart rather than a flat little piece of paper because the linear mind is advancing. Um, we will not always... Uh, continue to stay in the linear mind. We are learning to advance to where we can expand our consciousness and shift. And when you shift to one of the higher states of consciousness, you no longer look at things in a linear way. Gotcha. So you'll be able to I see actually, all of the I interaction. I understood you. <laughs> well, well, I, well, I hope so. I, I tried my best to make it plain. It is confusing and and it's just really exciting, in my opinion. You know, I know I'm going to be leaving the planet here, and then I'll come back, and it'll be very exciting when I come back um, because this 
where we are now. We're in just this huge transformation moment in time. This is once every 26,000 years we have this kind of transition, and it's a doorway where we leap forward. And like you said, they're discovering more and more planets. Every time we discover a planet, it's a signature that we have advanced our consciousness, that we're now able to accept another level of who we are. So it's very oh, yeah, exciting. And, yeah, and you know, every time I, I look at my website, I think, oh my gosh, I've got to stretch it some more. And you know, I, I have a feeling my my the gal that does my the, the the internal stuff is going to say, you know, you've gone about as far as you can go. You might as well just play with what you got. Um, <laughs> as we just sent out a newsletter, and I hadn't realized it had been a year and a half since I sent a newsletter out. So. I sent a newsletter out, and, and then I realized that, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be moving hopefully within the next couple of months. So I'll have to send another one out after that. So it's going to be it, – it's an exciting time. It's busy. It's confusing. It's frustrating. But it's so exciting because there's so much change in the air. It's just unbelievable. Um, that said, we've got a full queue. I mean, it's, no, it's okay. not all the well, way um, Go forward. But, but, but we're loaded for bear here. Um, we've got um, we've got Valerie here. Hi, Valerie. You're on the air. Valerie. I'm Deidre. Hi, this is Deidre. Oh, hello. Uh, Deidre, oh, you know what? No, it's Deidre. Hi. Yeah, somebody the, the switchboard sw- uh, jumped on me. I'm sorry. This is Deidre, and um, yes, we have Deidre. <laughs> Well, Hi, wonderful. Michelle. So what's your birthday? <laughs> so my birthday is April 4th, 1966. And, and the time? do you need the time? Yeah, 7.39 7 a.m. And location? Torrance, California. Torrance? Mm-hmm. Okay. My brother used to live in Torrance. I know where that is. Mm. I'm yeah. I must. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, oh, it has two R's. That's what I did. I spelled it incorrectly. Oh, well. I got it right now. That's all that matters. And so what do you want us to focus on, Deidre? So, well, 14 years ago, since I've learned about astrology, I learned Pluto squared my natal Saturn. My whole life, everything was gone. Husband, kids, career, how everything. Nothing has come back into place. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm at such a transitional point right now where I still don't have anything. And going forward, career-wise, um, I, I guess I don't know what direction to go in because nothing has clicked into place for me. And I'm getting ready to just take a, a road trip, a journey to try and clear my mind and figure out which direction to go in. I don't, not, not one thing has come back into play. House, hmm. career, relationship. I've just been a time of self-discovery, and I've done a lot of that. I'm very mm-hmm. happy I'm, internally, I'm, but the external has not come into place for me at all. Well, what's very interesting is uh, Saturn, of course, if you've been watching astrologically, Saturn's at 15 Capricorn. It's in retrograde right now. It's going to turn and go direct. And Pluto is at 21 Capricorn. And your Saturn natally 
22 Pisces. You have Mercury at 22 Pisces, and you have Chiron at 23 Pisces. So in your natal chart, you have this little group. Uh, Saturn and Mercury are together. And the 22 mark, your Mercury is fascinating because it's 2244. Those are two master numbers. And Mercury is key to who you are in that uh, you have air signs uh, on the cusps that are the second, the sixth, and the midheaven, which are your working cusps. Those are all the ones that connect to career, how you make a living, how you spend your money, what you find valuable, where your workplace is. All of that is in those three houses. So Mercury is very powerfully connected to those three houses. And having uh, Aquarius at the midheaven, that automatically tells me that you're a person who, in this lifetime, really seeks to do more than uh, just be in one place. Uh, Aquarius of the Midheaven requires variety. It requires change. Uh, sometimes it requires travel, but you kind of have it seated down with Saturn in uh, Pisces, so it may not for you require travel, but change is there. And uh, if you've had this experience where Pluto was making that square to Saturn, Saturn is located in your uh, house of wishes and dreams, the things you desire in life. And, of course, even the progressed is still there, still in Pisces. And uh, mm. when we have Pisces on this chart, it, we can tend to be the idealist. We can be the person who really wants to see people released from the prisons uh, that they have set for themselves or could be even from physical prisons. But the structures that have held people, you're saying, I would like to see people released from those structures. And uh, that's part of your dream. It is a very uh, altruistic dream. <laughs> and mm-hmm. have come in and square that, um, it had uh, done that through uh, your, see here, it was. I, I'm assuming it was at the very beginning of your eighth house. So mm-hmm. the statement there is that you have a transformation that you really want, but you hadn't gone after. You had not gone after what it takes for you to find the secrets of your own soul so that you could advance the altruistic dream you have that your career should be. So things are not going to come into place until you really go forward to look for those things. To And I don't really want you looking out, but sometimes traveling places can open doors you to recognize what is within. Uh, As Saturn and uh, Pluto continue to advance, they will eventually come to this midheaven. Saturn is not far from your midheaven. What are you, a year and a half or so away, maybe two at the most. And when it comes to that midheaven, uh, it will be making uh, a frictional statement to natal Saturn, but it will also be saying it's time. It's time for me to graduate. It's time for me to get the diploma to go forward in what I want, to set my own structure for my future and for the career that I have dreamed I would have. So uh, it will activate Uranus when it gets to um, – it's already activated. Actually, it's activating it now, and it will turn around. As it turns around, it continues to activate, and that's probably why we're on the phone, because that trine says – Uh, How am I going to invest in myself? What roots do I need to put down in terms of change, in terms of transformation, and yet it's still a kind of root or structure that I need to put down for me to identify what my needs are or what my dreams are that I need to fulfill? Uh, 
So that's where you are now. So I'm really proud of you for taking steps uh, to go forward. Mm-hmm. Thank so, you. That uh, all resonates. Good, because, you know, you're a great communicator. You have a lot of power in your communication. 2244 for Mercury is a statement of this lifetime I shall master. Uh, master my ability to communicate and on what stage. You're telling us through the fourth, ha- the 11th house that the stage will be the world, and the stage is the world in terms of you communicating in a way that is compassion. Pisces is the depth of compassion. Yes, it can also be at the other end through drugs, but putting it in the 11th house, giving it a master number, tells me it's about compassion. It's not about all the other things it can be connected to. Mm -hmm. Uh, When Mm -hmm. you have Pluto finally, uh, well, Saturn will come first, and, and next year, Next year, uh, Jupiter will actively activate your natal Jupiter, and at that moment, you probably the light bulbs will all go off. So um, <laughs> going to move it okay. forward tell you. And, and if you study astrology, you'll know what I'm talking about. Your natal mm-hmm. uh, Jupiter is 24 pi, uh, Gemini in the second house, and next year, Jupiter will go past um it will go past uh, Cap- Capricorn, and it will go into Aquarius. And probably doesn't actually hit that 24 till the following year, but I'm going to give you the okay. date. Um, so I've gone too far here. So it's uh, November 2020, so there's a long retrograde period there for Jupiter, and that's why I don't have before that. It might hit at some point a little bit before that, but this is when it really goes forward. Okay. Thank you. So okay, we I just keep move. doing what I'm doing, right? Just keep doing what I'm doing, working on myself and, and trying to find ideas and just keep with that yeah, that's and eventually it will all. Now you're, you're, you're in that learning mode. And I gave you the wrong date on that. That was the date where you are challenged to open up to it, the date where you actually all the bells go off and they should have actually gone off even before this date. But would be April the 5th, 2021, because I knew when I said 2020, it's still in Capricorn in 2020, so 2021, 5th. So, But that other date that I gave you is a date where you have this quincunx action taking place, and that means that you will stress about it if you are not paying attention and doing the learning you should be doing. And if you're in a learning process at that point where you're stressing, you need to take a deep breath and recognize that this is a period of time where you need to just expand and not fret about that possibility. Okay. Okay, we got to move on. We got to move on. Okay. Thank you very, very much, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye I'll bye. be in touch. Okay, bye-bye. Sounds good. Wow. Amazing. Okay, we've got um <clears throat> Ellen here. Hi Ellen, you're Hi. on the air. Hi Barbara. Hi Michelle. Uh this is Ellen. And I would love a reading. So when is your birthday, Ellen? May 26, 1956. That's a secret. 26, 1956. Uh, Did you say 5-6? Yes. Okay, and the time of birth? 3.30 p.m. And location? Brooklyn, New York. And that's Kings County? Yes. I just have to check because, you know, there are three Brooklyns in New York. Yeah, this is the real Brooklyn. 
<laughs> and then what would you like us to focus on? Um, work. Um, I would like to change careers or at least change jobs. Do you see any anything regarding that coming up or maybe hints as to what I should be doing? And, well, I, um, if, right and also, in the right. Just some, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, and if you see anything else that jumps out at you, just go ahead. I don't care. I think you're in the right zone. Right now, the North Node is getting ready to go over your your midheaven. So the North Node is always, uh, it opens the doorway for soul family, but it also pushes us towards what it is that we as souls said before we came into the physicality that would be our directive for life, our purpose, our what we want to achieve, where we want to really go. And uh, so the North Node going over the Midheaven says it's time for us to push towards where, what our goal is for career uh, in terms of our life purpose. So when we look, uh, of course, you have Cancer at the Midheaven. And uh, let's see where your moon is. Uh, the progressed moon right now is at uh, 14 Aries, which makes pretty much a direct hit to that North Node. So this is a month where you would be challenged to really take a look. Uh, you may be challenged in terms of what you might personally want for yourself in terms of career, like maybe I'd like to explore possibilities, but at the same time there's a part of you that's concerned about family relationships, and so you know, freeing yourself completely to get to where you want to go is a bit of a challenge. But uh, you should never think that way. You need to just move that forward, <laughs> and you will. Uh, you're going to see, let's see, that's at 14 now, so in uh, 10 months' time, uh, 10, 12, 12 months' time, it will start to activate a trine to your natal moon, and you'll find that at that point in time, you'll start moving in the direction you really want to go. It starts to open up. You'll start to get the communication you need. You'll start to connect in the ways that you need to connect, and uh, it'll open some doorways. So as the North Node continues to move forward, it's going to activate. It'll go over your midheaven, and then it's going to activate your Venus. So uh, Venus has to do with, uh, in your chart, it has to do with you understanding who you are, your uh, secrets of your own soul, I want to say. You unlock them. Um, and there's something here um, about your love for community, your love for family, your love for, it's almost worldly family or spiritual family or soul family. Mm -hmm. or You tend to spread the word family out a lot further than other people might spread it. And uh, you have a statement here that says, I, I seek to empower family as my career. So that's quite a statement. Uh, you ha and, and it's all about you. You already have all these tools inside of you based on the way this chart is formed. So you need to ask yourself, how do I relate? And, and it's almost like the saying, Matakiasen, if you're familiar with that state, state, statement, uh, it's, the Native American saying that says, all my relations, you basically have that at the midheaven here. <laughs> You're saying it isn't just uh, humans, it's all of us. So okay. that's really what your soul's directive is, is to uh, connect, connect and empower others through your ability to understand uh, the depths of relationships. And uh, so... Hmm. This is really where man is moving, so you're just generating right along the lines. This is where all consciousness is moving. Your north node and in, in, in your natal chart 
is at 8 degrees Sag, so it adds to that statement. It's in the third house, so it's telling me that uh, Sagittarius, of course, is worldliness. It's brotherhood uh, around the world. It's accepting all peoples, and in your case, all things, all peoples, all beings. And uh, the North Node here says, I have the ability to communicate and teach. So there is a quincunx between that North Node and Venus, and this is why you've been probably not doing it and not getting to it till we're moving into it now. And this is not an easy statement. This is a um, this is where you go back and forth. Yeah, that's what I want. No, I shouldn't, can't do that. I won't have enough money. Oh, that's what I want. Maybe my family wouldn't agree to it. You go back and forth over a whole lot of different statements, and uh, you need to finally come into alignment with your higher self, with your own heart, and say, you know what? All of these other things don't matter. I need to go forward. This is a real hard thing. But there comes a time in most anyone's life who is on the path of consciousness where they must take what we call a leap of faith. (laughs) And I'll tell you, I've been pushed off the cliff when I won't leap. So (laughs) I recommend you just leap. (laughs) So It's a lot easier to leap than to have the fear of being pushed. So you will find your way because it's meant for you to. You have to know that where you will leap to will be into the arms of the family or soul family who is waiting to help you get to where you need to go. That's where you're headed. So, um, Do you mind if I just... I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Could I, just, could I just talk about like a timeline on this? It sounds like this north node going over the midheaven is pretty soon. Is that correct? It is. Okay, but didn't you also talk about 10 to 12 months from now, Lactivate trying to my natal moon? So you see like yes. a conflict. Is there like constant movement over this year? Or like, you know, at least there will be, it, the movement won't wait for 12 months. It will be going on. Yeah, of course. But when the north node, which is uh, December of this year, December 5th, the no- north node is at 937 and your Venus is at eight. 33. So it has just gone over the midheaven, and it is uh, in the process of conjoining your Venus. So here you have at that moment in time, you have that quincunx action activated. It's the north node in the sky, quincunx, your north node, while it is conjoining your Venus. So this is your moment in time where you may feel a lot of stress and a lot of pressure and going back and forth, should I do it, can I do it, Is it, is it possible? And you'll be feeling driven to go forward, to go into a world you really don't completely uh, physically or consciously understand, but your whole inner being understands it completely. If that makes any sense to you, what I've just said, okay? (laughs) Yeah, it makes it clearer, yes. And and you will find yourself, uh, the best thing you can do is to go forward, not to go back and not to allow yourself to stress over it, just go for it. And uh, and at that point in time, uh, your progressed moon will have gone to 18 degrees 27, where your natal is 29. So it still has a ways to go. It has nine months from there it will be exact, but you can minus two months from that to seven, because once it's applying two degrees, it's active. So the trine opens up at that point in time. So you just have a leap that lasts about seven months of leaping. Remember, there will be other transits that will help you as you go leaping forward, uh, but it, it requires trust, and 
it's it's worth the leap. And after you've gone through the whole experience, you'll find you'll look back and you'll say, I would have done it any other way. I would never have done it any other way. So, um, and what's interesting is as the North Node is going over your Venus, making this quincunx, Venus itself is going at the other end, is in the opposite end. So uh, it's interesting because when Venus opposes Venus, it's more like a conjunction than an opposition. And you have had, in the last few years, you've had Pluto activating all of that. Uh, so yeah. it's not been an easy choice, and, and Saturn has also activated it all from this opposite end. So um, it's not easy. And when we have Pluto go through our fourth house, as you've had, you may find that there is a whole turning upside down and inside out uh, your home. You may uh, not have a residence when Pluto goes through this house, or you may have a residence and not have a residence and have one and not have one a few times while it's traveling through this house. So it, it doesn't make anything very stable. It, it's like you have to rebuild, and uh, you just accept it because Pluto, when Pluto does these things, it does it for a value. And as it's ripping these things away from you, it's ripping away your emotions. It's, it's it plays havoc with your emotions because it's going to make you look at your connections to your mom and to your original home in this lifetime uh, and pull up all kinds of information. Some of it will be good. Some of it will be challenging. But you have to go through this in order to be able to give the gifts that are coming. I hope that helps. It does. I want to say thank you so much, Michelle, and thank you, Barbara, for having Michelle as your guest. Ah, My pleasure. Totally. You're Keep so welcome. Please. Yeah, good morning again. Take you. care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye now. Okay. That's a hard one, and yet so exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're in that time zone, you know. I, yeah, I've noticed. I've noticed. <laughs> okay, we've got Linda here. Hi, Linda. You're Hello. on the air. Hi. Hi. Um, my name is Linda. Um, what is it? You needed the date of birth? Yeah, your date of birth. Okay. Uh, June 3rd, 69. I don't know the time, honestly. Oh, you have no idea? Morning, night? Do you know anything? Uh, I, no, I don't at this point, no. Your mom didn't say you were born early in the morning or anything? Okay, well, we're going to put in 12 <laughs> noon. But uh, that's going to limit <laughs> does, me in what know. I'm able to do in terms of giving you really any exact timing, so it, it really limits a lot of things. But we'll go forward, and I'll do the best I can for you. Where were you born? Okay. Um, in Canada, Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, Alberta? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see if it brings it up. I know, I'm putting C-A, I have to put in C-A-N, sorry. <laughs> I wondered if I could get away with that, but... I couldn't. And I don't know why it didn't bring up Alberta. I spelled it right. Let's see. Alberta. Alberta is also in Alberta province, correct? It, it is. It is a province. Yeah. Okay, I just needed to ask that to make sure. <laughs> it's a little unusual the way that came up. I'm not used to that. So usually it just does what I ask it to do without question. <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. so 
I can't really, I have no idea what your ascending is or your midheaven or anything else because without a time we have no idea where those things are. So, but but tell me what's going on and maybe I'll be able to help. Where do you want me to focus? Actually, my question would be like, I had a job interview, so seeing if you see anything. Hmm. Well, let's just see if we see anything that's activating. It's kind of hard because I don't have a wheel for you. I don't even have any possibility of knowing the wheel. So okay. uh, we well, don't know. Fine. At least you tried. Career. You really should get that information and come back on because <laughs> I can tell you a heck of a lot. But um, yeah. I just look at this for a second and see if anything just kind of pops. And, and maybe uh, maybe Barbara can do her magic at the other end. <laughs> she has a way of doing things that... I don't do with pictures. Right now, Pluto <laughs> is actually uh, activating your natal Pluto. My problem is I don't know who it controls. I can say it's an opportunity that can empower you. So if it has anything to do with your career, you're going to probably find something uh, when Pluto goes direct. It is not direct right now, so it is not facing right now. Let me just pull it forward. And here it goes direct in October, the end of September, the beginning of October. And when it goes direct, this is an opportunity that could open up. So I would definitely push for that period in time because Pluto has a tremendous amount of power. And as it starts to activate itself, uh, it's going to also activate Jupiter. And Jupiter always Mm -hmm. expands in your world. So I would say your time frame starts around October 5th. And then what's going to happen is in January, uh, Jupiter will start becoming active. So I'm going to mm-hmm. just kind of move okay. forward to where Jupiter okay, is uh, starting to be active. And see, we have activity in January with Saturn as well. We have activity with the Sun and Saturn. And then um, when everything will probably come through for you, I am going to guess will be around March the 5th or so. Uh, then mm-hmm. Jupiter is can I, can I jump in? trying mm-hmm. Go right ahead. Michelle? Yeah. Um, I, I'm seeing this is a time of new beginnings and fresh starts for you. So I would, I would stretch yourself out of what you think is is your niche or niche, and and look for mm-hmm. new things. Um, it feels to me as though September you will find something, but I don't feel it's going to be your permanent job. I feel that will come sometime next year. And I, I would mm-hmm. say that the March time frame is very, very appropriate. Um, it does feel as though there's a sense here of you're bored and you need to stretch yourself so that you can find a way to make life and career far more exciting than, than it has been in the past. I, I understand mm-hmm. the need for survival. But, but at the same time, it feels to me as though you haven't been creative, and all you need to do mm-hmm. is start being creative, and you're going to find that, that things will flow a lot more easily for you. You used to do a lot of creative stuff. You put it on the shelf. You put it aside. You're not plowing into it the way once you did. Um, mm-hmm. But I do feel that, that, that money is going to come easier, I, I, especially January. January seems to be a time where you set yourself free and you allow yourself to, to go in new and different directions. And I'm not saying, you know, quit a stable job and join the circus. Unless, of course, that's the dream. And, and if that's the case, go for it. Um, 
Yeah. Anything after anything after the first of the year feels as though though you have the freedom to really stretch yourself and get into areas you haven't even considered right now. You just feel like you're in the doldrums now. And mm-hmm. it it feels as though after the first of the year the cloud kind of clears and and you're able to see greater potential for yourself. Um I'm not even seeing the need for more school or the need for classes or anything like that. But but I am saying that that you haven't been creative in how you're looking and where you're looking. So open yourself mm-hmm. up okay. to the potential of something very, very different. Not weird, okay. but just different. Okay? Right, right. All right. I understand Sorry, that. Michelle. Yeah, no, that's great. And, you know, as, as you were talking, uh, of course, I get to look more at the chart, and I'm seeing, too, that this activation in – in uh, starting January and certainly in March, uh, you have activation of your North Node and South Node as well. So whatever, again, we're coming back to life purpose, uh, you're probably on, on a search for that doorway, and it's going to activate. That activates, so it's a pretty exciting time. I wish I had the houses right, and if you call back with the right time, I'd be jazzed to take another look. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you very much for trying. So you thank you, ladies. You guys have a good night. Thank you. Good night now. Bye bye. Yeah, you you are so good with um with with everything that that you know has to do with the cards. Has to do with has to do with the chart. Excuse me. And yeah. and it just it feels as though you know when when you don't have your chart. I mean, I know you do the psychic stuff too. But you're you're kind of geared into one modality right at the moment, so it's hard for you to kind of hopscotch out. Yeah, but she does have some good stuff coming up, and it was aligned with what you said, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> but I like when you can pitch it and get in there too, because it, it allows someone who doesn't have a time to get somewhere. So. Yeah, I'm always I, I my deck is always here. I'm I'm fine with throwing the cards, but you just seem to do so well without me. So it's <laughs> it's nice to know that every now and then I come in handy here. <laughs> Other oh, than just yes. fielding people for you. <laughs> okay, we've got um Melissa here. Hi Melissa, you're on the air. Hello, how are you? We're doing, doing well. great. What's your birthday, Melissa? Awesome. It's September 13th, 1969, at 4.46 a.m. So September 14th, 1969, 4.46 a.m.? September 13th. Oh, September 13th. Okay. That's why I always repeat these things. And where were you born? Charleston, West Virginia. Charleston. I had a beautiful horse that I got in Charleston, West Virginia. He was the most <laughs> handsome you'd ever seen. <laughs> oh, it was a great horse. Okay, so let's see. What do you want me to focus on? Um, is that blob in house the second house? Is that karma? Is that I don't. Can you help me understand, like, the north node? Yeah, your second house is all that good stuff. And and second house is not karma. Second house is money. Okay. Second house is our, how we spend money, what we value in life. Uh, In other words, 
it's not just money. We, we talk about it as money because it's what most people are thinking about. But what we value, how we spend our money is, tells us what we value. You know, some people prefer chocolate cake to ice cream, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. I'm a real dessert person here. <laughs> At any rate, uh, so you're, you're jam-packed there. You're focusing in this lifetime. We're, whenever you have a chart and you look at it, you're going to see some houses might be completely blank. There's nothing in them, and other houses are jammed like you have in the second house. Oh. You've got the sun, uh, the south node. You've got Pluto, Uranus, the moon, and Jupiter all in this house. And so that's oh. pretty jam-packed. And uh, when we do that, it tells us, in this lifetime, I am going to focus on my values. I'm going to focus on what is really important. And uh, having the south node in there with the sun tells me that uh, in past lives you you had learned something from your father, and here he is again in this life. So, um, And that is in Virgo. Uh, you may have done something that uh, may have been involved with uh, health. It could have been he was a doctor. It could have been that uh, you both worked together as doctors. It could have been you were healers in some form. It could have been that you worked as even as engineers. So there's a lot of statements when we talk about Virgo. But the key is, it's it's a person who is talented with the details, and uh, they work with the details very well. You have Pluto there as well, and it's telling us, you know, that in this lifetime I have. Uh, empowered myself uh, with the ability to handle those details, and I truly value them. I value having control over them. I value having power over them. Uh, You have Uranus there in Libra. You have the moon in Libra, and you have Jupiter in Libra all in that house. And then in the house of communication, which is the next house, uh, the third house, you have your Mercury there also in Libra. So... All the expression of Libra, Libra is about uh, bringing things into balance, having, uh, looking out a lot of the time for everyone being in harmony. And as a result of that, of course, the weakness of Libra is that they forget about counting themselves and they're so busy creating harmony between people. So one has to be careful of that. But Uranus in Libra says we have the ability uh, to change relationships, to move in and out, that we can be very vibrant and we like variety in people. A variety in communication, variety in thought. The moon there says, I have a love of relationships. I have a love of communicating with others. I have a love of balance and peace and harmony and uh, beauty as well. Libra is a lot about beauty. And uh, Jupiter in Libra says that, you know, the whole world, I have a desire for the world to cooperate. Uh, I want to learn more. I want to learn about people. I want to learn about mediation. I want to learn about the arts and creativity uh, But all of that has to come through the expression of Virgo, which says, so you take all of that, those desires, and you say, but I must do it in a very detailed fashion. I must do it uh, frugally. I don't want to just um, splatter out into the world. I have to get the details organized and do it correctly. So that's what's going on with that second house. Does that make sense to you? Oh, yes, most definitely. (laughs) Very Mm -hmm. (laughs) detail-oriented. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, uh, Virgo is the one that we know out of all of them as the perfectionist and can be uh, the highest critical uh, because uh, in seeking perfection and seeking the details, one seeks perfection and in doing so, one can be critical usually of themselves, uh, but also of others if they're um, 
in a job where they are over other people, they can be critical, and you have to just be careful of that. Your Mercury is in Libra, though, so you probably don't have that problem, despite all of this going on in Virgo. Uh, Mercury in Libra tends to take our voice and make it a whole lot nicer. And uh, so you can be more caring and more balanced in the way that you communicate those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So now, did you have a question about that besides what you just asked? And did I answer what you were looking for? Um, Well, kind of my life has been mainly focused on surviving and money and everything in my relationships, even though I made time for them, kind of go to hell. (laughs) So, like, I don't Mm. understand why. Um, Mm. If there's, you know, um, well, you know, you have a part that reflects that. You have Aquarius on the seventh house cusp. You don't have anything in that house. So Aquarius uh, is ruled by uh, two planets. You have Uranus and you have Saturn. Saturn is the ancient ruler. So you take a look when you're looking at a chart to understand how relationships go. You would look to see uh, how how does Uranus and Saturn interface with your other planets. <clears throat> the big challenge is that Uranus is at three degrees. Your moon is at eight degrees in Libra, and Saturn is at 8 degrees of Taurus. That is a quincunx action between these planets, uh, which makes it very stressful. Relationships are not easy for you because there is an issue of um, I want to uh, see it rooted a certain way. Uh, Saturn in Taurus can be incredibly um, stubborn and can want things a certain way. And even though the way you may want them is balanced and fair, you may not be finding the other person is balanced and fair with you (laughs) because what you're attracting someone who is not in order for you to understand how to work with this quincunx. Um, We attract to us the people who will create more friction where we have the most frictional element in our chart so that we are forced to work on it. So what I would recommend is you work on this yourself, and then you will start to attract someone who will fit your chart in a way that is balanced. Did that make sense? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. You know, Saturn also, even as I said, it can be stubborn. It also can relate very much to your father. Uh, Saturn a lot of time will represent our fathers in charts, or it will represent people in positions of authority. So uh, you want to think about that and think, how has my father caused stress? Um, Maybe by making things changeable. He was not always uh, repeating the same thing. He changed too much, um, and and I didn't feel uh, rooted. I didn't feel like I had, you know, sun in Virgo tells me you need a root. (laughs) Uh, All the earth need feel like they have a little fence around them, a little border. They they don't feel comfortable with everything being wide open. They are not Montana people unless they have a close fence. So, um, True. So, uh, so your, if your father had you guys move around a lot or he kept changing his mind yep. about things or he never could quite keep you on the same page, it caused you to lose your state of balance. And as a result of that loss of state of balance, you you attract men into your lives who repeat it instead of you balanced. <laughs> finding your own yeah. state of balance and saying this is who I am. Now whoever comes in has to adapt and recognize who I am, and that way we can respect each other and who they are. You know, being your yeah, most right. authentic self is being who you are 
and allowing others to be who they are. So just just think about what I've said. You'll be able to work this out, and then you'll start to attract to you the people that you really want. You know, you tend to fall in love with the people who are rovers, um, people who can be very worldly, people who can be uh, like to travel, like to look, the grass is the greener on the other side, people who um, could be teachers, they could be uh, people who are world travelers. There's a whole lot of statements going, you could be an astronaut. But nonetheless, (laughs) that's the kind of person you love it with, but the person you marry is someone who uh, is unique and unusual. They have to be kind of a unique individual for you to be interested in actually marrying. Yeah, true. So so that means that you always have to be kind of on your toes because change is part of the equation you're asking for in a marriage. Yep. So you're asking for a challenging thing since (laughs) when we look at who you are, you prefer to be rooted. So you got to work with it. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Make sure that when you meet a guy uh, or a woman, whatever it is, your choice, I try not to establish lifestyle for anyone. But uh, when you meet someone, make sure that you don't become what they want for the meeting. Be who you are so that they know who you are. Okay? Right. Right. I, I recommend that for everyone. Transparency will bring you joy. Okay. Absolutely. Well, th- All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for calling, Melissa. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. We've got Stacy here. Hi, Stacy. You're on the air. Okay. Good day, Michael. Um, my birthday is the day after Christmas, 1967. Okay. December 26, 1967. Yes. And the, and your time of birth, Stacey? Uh six eighteen in the morning. Six eighteen AM and place of birth? Oceanside. California? Oh no, New York. <laughs> I I know they're on both sides actually. <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly three thousand miles away. Yeah. Well, I live close to the one in California, so I figured I'll just try. I'll I'll try California, see if that works. <laughs> Good. All right. So, what did you want me to focus on, Stacy? Well, I'm taking a class um, in September. Human resources. It's you know a three month course because I want a career, and basically the jobs I've had weren't lasting. They were just entry level. And, you know, I want to, a, a career. So I was wondering right. how that's going to go or what you see me getting a job go, in. I think it's going to go really well for you. And I think you're in the right zone for how, when did you start this? Just not very long ago, right? When did you start? Or um, are you just? I'm starting um, September 5th. Okay. I think it yeah, is. that's perfect. That's perfect. Because what's happening is, in the zone we're in right now, uh, Jupiter has been activating your midheaven, and it's saying it's time for learning, time for learning in order to get the career you want, okay? And at the same time, Pluto and Saturn will come up behind it, and the south node is in there too, are all making a trying to Pluto in the ninth house. 
And so uh, your Pluto is the ruler of your house of wishes and dreams, and you're saying, I have... I am now open to empowering myself through learning something that may have some kind of process that could be connected. Humans and resources will fit in here very nicely uh, because it's a process uh, that can sometimes be a legal process. Uh, So you're saying I'm opening up to learning to get the career I want. That is really fulfilling my wishes and dreams. I think you're right in alignment with where you're needed to go. And your progressed moon is right there, too, so the desire to learn and the desire to have uh, security and structure is also right there. You are in. You are definitely going down the right road. I am 100% behind you on this. So that's okay. not always the case for me, so I'd say that's a good thing. And it looks good on a resume because... You know, uh, you see it opening doors for something. Yeah, I, I believe you're, you're when going I'll to, be making. Yeah, you're going yeah. to end up uh, once uh, Jupiter next year. Okay, let me just move this forward a little bit because uh, next year when Jupiter comes into, um, Jupiter is going to move into your second house, and your second house is your house of income. And when it moves into this house, even before it moves into this house, it is going to activate uh, your Pluto, and then it will activate Uranus, which is where the change is that you're looking for. So starting about uh, March of next year, and then it will go back, and then it will come forward. So I'm going to take it to where um, it's, it's, it's even active. It's pretty much active right through June, and then it goes back, and then it comes forward, and then when it comes forward, this is where you should definitely have what you're looking for. And um, and your money will come into play uh, around January of 2021. At that point in time, your money expands. So you may get the job you're looking for, but it may be you know a 90-day thing before they really start paying you the kind of money they should be paying you. There's something there. But it looks to me like you've got a the doorway is opening up. So. so in other words, like I'll get different jobs, but I'll get the career job in January of 2021. And That's the way it looks to me. And I'm not saying you get a different job. You may get the job that you want even before that, but uh, they may not promote you to the position that you're looking for or give you the amount oh. of money that you're looking for until this point in time. Oh, okay. Like it could be a company and move, move that, but you think that right. field would be, be that, good for me? Yeah, it could be that you get some kind of entry-level thing and they say, well, it'll take us three months or six months or whatever before we'll do an evaluation and then we'll start paying you this amount if you pass the evaluation. So, but that's Oh, I, what it looks like. yes, but it's, at least it's going to pay off my career. Yes. Me yes. going to school for this. Because also online, I'm also studying for free. Um, it's called Duolingo.com, and it's Spanish. It's a free app. You can look at it online on the computer, and I'm almost <laughs> at a fluent level. I've been studying hours of it because um, yeah, some jobs I wasn't able to get because they say, are you bilingual? That's right. a question, and obviously now I have to study it so I can't say I took it for three years in high school you have to know it and I could actually have a conversation so 
Oh, that's fine. I got turned down for some jobs. And also with um, human resources, you learn payroll and everything else, which, and they get paid very good, you know, and it looks good on the resume because somebody will be like, what have you been doing, you know, since you had a job for so many years? You haven't been at a steady job, and it doesn't, that's another reason I get turned down. But here, when they say, finished uh, certification for human resources at 2019, that's the first thing they'll say if uh, somebody, um, a recent college graduate. See what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I understand completely, and it's very aligned with what's coming up for you. So you're doing just the right thing. I'm I, very good for you and very proud of you for, for taking the action you needed to take. We don't always do that. Sometimes we're too afraid to do it or we're afraid we don't have enough money to do it or whatever. But you've done it, and, and you should be proud of yourself. So it's going in the right direction. You're doing the right thing. And speaking of Cal- thank you. And speaking of California, where you're from, there was a gal I met when I was interviewing, and she's from California, went out on a job interview down here and she, in medical, like a medical office. And this gal had years of experience, and she was making 20 an hour in California, but she had two roommates. But she was living comfortably, came here to live with a friend of hers, and she says she's going back because she wasn't um, getting anywhere. She couldn't find a job. But in California, they pay much better. You don't start off at entry level. That's the thing, they have, you know, and she had years of experience. Yeah, they have to pay better in California because it costs a fortune to live in California. <laughs> That's what they said, and she has two guy roommates or whatever. Yeah, you'd have to have roommates. It's it's a fortune. It's like living in New York City. <laughs> at any rate, I, I hope this helps okay. you, and, and good luck because I think you're going to do really well. Thanks for calling, Stacy. You're welcome. Okay, we've got Cindy here. Hi, Cindy. You're on the air. Hi, Barbara. Hi, thanks Hi. for Barbara. Hi. What's your date of birth, Cindy? July 12, 1949. July 12, 1949. And happy birthday to you. That's a big birthday you just had. Huge birthday. Listen, let me uh, see my what, chart. <laughs> what were you born? I'm uh, sorry, I, I didn't born catch. In Summers Point, New Jersey. Uh, what time? I didn't catch what time. One twenty-six p.m. There we go. He broke up on me. And Summers Point, New Jersey? Yes. Sounds like a beautiful place. I don't have it now. Did I spell it wrong or do I have it written wrong? I S O M. Oh, S O M. Okay. That's right there in Atlantic City area. Yeah. All right. 
So what do you want us to focus on? Well, my I'm getting hammered this year. My sun sign is on the on the mid heaven, and every every one of those planets we've been talking about is hitting it. <laughs> I'm, I'm already moving. <laughs> mm. So you, you can kind of look at the chart and see. Pick a section. Yeah, Pluto's Pluto's making the opposition, and Jupiter yep. progressed opposing. But you know, Jupiter progressed opposing is not a big deal. It's kind of like a conjunction, so that wouldn't be a bad thing. Pluto opposing can be a balancing act, and and it can certainly uproot uh, your neighbors or uproot your siblings or um, cause you to have to um, transform the way that you communicate with everybody. There's something changing there that can be – but it's been going on. This is not new. It's just at this point in time, uh, this could be a struggle uh, with how you think about yourself. um, And also it can have something to do with your dad – um, and uh, he, I would, I don't know if he's alive or not anymore. But uh, still, it doesn't matter if a person's alive or not. We carry all kinds of information inside of us, and it mm-hmm. could bring some of you uh, to the fore, and it could cause you to have to rebalance the way that you looked at him, or thought about him, or consider your family because of him. So, um, it's uh, it can be challenging. It's going, Pluto, of course, is going to move into your fourth house, and uh, when it moves into your fourth house, uh, it could it could uproot you from where you are. But, you know, when you're born, I would assume you're still in the same area you were born in. Are you still in New Jersey area? No, I'm living in Maine, and I'm, I'm, already, I'm already working on a move right now, taking home. Oh, you went east. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> east, huh? I I would I would have stayed in your longitude um, because that's where every astrologer usually would send you. <laughs> your longitude oh. is awesome. Uh, oh, astrocartography is uh, your sun is at the midheaven. You have Jupiter at the nadir. Uh, that is a great line to live in. So I'm really surprised oh. you moved away. Uh, you yeah. went east took your sun off the midheaven and ended up getting Pluto closer to it. Uh, I don't think that was such a great move, but you probably withstood it and, and managed, because we do. But mm-hmm. uh, where you where you were born would be a better place, in my opinion, as an astrologer. <laughs> yeah. So are you getting ready to move back to that area? No, that was that was my father was in the in the military service, so we lived there for a, a little while. I was born there, but I've mm-hmm. never gone back there. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not so sure I would go back. I, well, I don't really remember latitude, a whole lot about it. Yeah, I don't know if the latitude is as good as you might want, but the longitude is. So you should look at things along that longitude if you're going to move. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, and I. I think east is better than going uh, west, so um, east could be a little bit better because the sun line has the ability to stretch out 150 miles, okay? If you go 150 miles east of this longitude, it will allow you to make sure you are out of your Pluto line. So that may be – I don't know how far east you are from it, but – Oh, I'm in Portland, Maine, Portland, Maine right now. Quite, quite, a, quite further east because the United yeah. States just way out into the ocean there. Um, so I don't know. You know, Connecticut probably would be just fine. You should, should talk to Barbara about buying her place. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy, are you still doing jewelry? Yes. 
Oh, cool. That would be cool. She makes cool. Them you, you beautiful make jewelry. jewelry. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, you have a lot of things creative there. I mean, you have Pisces on the sixth house cusp. You have Aquarius on the fifth, which is uh, the creative house. It's the house where we create things, and uh, Uranus is very sparkly. So that's not surprising to me. And, uh, and of course, your sun is, your midheaven is Cancer. So whatever you do, you make things that are family-connected, family-related. They nurture the soul, you know. And, of course, the sun would be gold, so... Cancer is just the opposite. So you've got gold and silver at the midheaven there. So. Cindy, Cindy, give out your your website so people can go see your jewelry. <laughs> I do. I'm going to write it down. It's it's Sealark S E A L A R K. Number two. Oh wait a minute. Let me give you the website. It's it's Sealark and Dash Studio. Dot com. It's it's a her website is also on my website under uh, I highly recommend in jewelry her jewelry is beautiful. I will go look. Uh, I don't know if yeah. I didn't get the thing right. I'll get it from Barbara. She she has it. Um, <laughs> one, oh, yeah, one of a kind pieces. One of a kind piece. No one yeah, else has well, a necklace like yours. Which <laughs> <laughs> is beautiful stuff. Okay, well, we got to move on, but, Cindy, good to talk to you again. <laughs> well, thank you so much, yes. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Thank you both. You take care. Take care now. Okay, bye. You know, it is amazing. I sometimes can't find my keys, but I will remember people from years ago. <laughs> yeah, your I mean, keys years are not that years. A lot more important yeah. than your keys. <laughs> well, you know, when you've read somebody a couple times, there is a connection there. So, um, yeah, yeah, she's a yeah. she's a cool lady. Yeah, I think it's such a beautiful place. I would think I, I've seen pictures of Portland, Maine. I've never been there, and uh, I've told I've been told by a lot of people that Maine and Oregon have a lot of similarities. So. I think they do. So mm-hmm. we've got Laura on the line here. Hi, Laura. You there? Yes, hi. Hi. You're on the air. My birthday what? is October 1st, 1963, and I was born at one fourteen p.m. in Pittsburgh. 1.14 p.m.? Yes. And where were you born? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Finally, a city that I know how to spell for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having a bit of a challenge tonight. Yeah. It, it Not appears with... so. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, and Cindy, what do you what would you like us to look at? Laura. Laura, I, I thought I got the name on. So I was back back one person. So Laura, what would you like us to look at? Um, I'd like to know around making a move, a purchase, home, buying a house, and moving into it. Okay, let's take a look here. So right you now, when we house, you're moving into it. So I don't know why I said that, but. I I really want 
to buy my house so bad. Okay. Well, you, you it makes sense that you would want to at this point in time. You've got a lot of stuff traveling through the house of mortgages and investments that way, and it's been activating your Jupiter. You want a big house, though. There's a whole statement about that. So what's going on right now? Uh, you've kind of uh, – Jupiter right now is at 14, and it is in retrograde, and I believe it goes direct next week, so it's not going to change this location very much. Just check to make sure that – not next, yeah, next week, August the 11th. So it's going to stay at this 14-degree mark when it stations. As it is at its mark right now, it is actually at a point where it's opening some opportunity where it's trying to get you to activate what you're talking about. But I don't believe you're going to see a complete activation until uh, it goes into Aquarius. So you're looking at 2021 to buy that house. Now, I could be off. It could be happen sooner than that. Just take a look here. Because if we can get an activation of Mars, you, you we might actually get you a house sooner. So uh, we've got an activation of Mars that will come up next year. So that point in time, let's just move it forward. And here it starts to apply. Here we go. Uh, it's going to be before this. So the end of sometime, maybe the third week in January, there is a doorway at moment in time for you to possibly uh, buy a house. That would be a key key point in time. Let's see if there's money for that as well. Because uh, Jupiter isn't quite where you want it to be for the money. Right. And you do have Pluto in that house. Uh, we would need some activation of your moon. And it does your moon. So I think you'll find a way to get the money you need. Now, since your moon is in your third house and it is conjunct Chiron, uh, it is possible. Uh, do you have any siblings? Uh, I do, but I wouldn't be able to go to them for anything. Well, you know, that might change. This is uh, next year. Something might change and surprise you. Because that sextile is a sextile that says there's a possibility to heal issues with siblings and that they might help you. So something to think about, just throw it out there into the universe and see how it comes back. But uh, you do have Chiron with your moon, and there is a statement there that it's time to learn how to heal this as Jupiter is making that sextile. It will continue, of course, and give you another opportunity down the road if you don't take advantage of it at this point in time. So, But then you would have to wait uh, until 2022 to uh, get there. So, But this is where your doorway is. So, And it's on your south node, which means you really are doing something that's important for you to do. You're doing something that... Uh, you have promised yourself uh, you would do in some past life where you've said, I will be in control, I will have my structure, and it will be mine, mine, mine. There's mine all over this. <laughs> it's not sharing with anyone. Um, but anyway, <laughs> you, this, this is your doorway. This is the time. Uh, I would be putting everything together, get as organized as you can to be ready for this time. 
I want to kind of bring it back down to where it's really pretty much exact. So give me a second here so I can make sure I give you the best information I can give you. Since you really only asked one question of me, we should be able to do that. So here it is. January the 19th is the beginning of that opportunity. It's when the doorway opens. If we have the correct time of birth, the doorway opens on that day. And That's it continues. In January. What'd you say? January 19th is the fourth week. Uh, it's the fourth week? Yeah. Well, Third whatever. That's the 12th. That's that's the uh, that's the day when it opens up for you. That is, it's it, we've got exactly we've got two degrees applying at that point in time. It doesn't mean you can't give it a try a little earlier, but that's when it really opens and it continues uh, to be open until. And this is gonna I'm gonna hit it as a midpoint. Uh, but it's good until January 28th, and it could go just a little bit longer than that because Neptune is also involved. Neptune has to do with that communication, though. Neptune comes back to the whole issue of communication that you might make with a, a sibling. It could also be a neighbor, which is really odd. I can't imagine it being a neighbor, but you never know. I've seen the odd, odder things. You could find out that a neighbor is a mortgage broker. Something you never knew. Um, so leave the doorway open and go check it out. But that's your time frame. Okay, I will. Thank you so much. That's You're very, very You're welcome. welcome. <clears throat> Take care now. Bye bye. Okay, we've got a lot of people here still. Um, okay, we have Harolyn here. You've read her before. She's been here before. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. I I was on mute though. I listened to mostly all the all the all the readings ever since from the start of the hour. It's just I put my microphone on mute. Yeah. How how are you, Barbara and Michelle? How are you? Doing well. Doing good. Good. And and I don't have you in my computer, unfortunately. So you have to give me your information again. I don't keep anything that I. Radio show. So, what what's your da- date of birth? It's coming up. That it's September first, nineteen seventy eight. Nine forty five p.m. Honolulu, Hawaii. Nine forty five p.m. Mm-hmm. I know. The last I've heard, the Uranus is retrograding in, in my ascendant. Last I've heard, just from my from what I research. Uranus is retrograding on your ascendant. It's going to station. Well, Are you telling me it's actually station well, for, on your for, Yeah, just from what the the videos I've heard on YouTube. Not, not that I, you know, just thought I'd confirm with you if it's going to have any effect on me. So. Okay, well, let's go take a look. And uh, your ascendant is 7 degrees 25 minutes. Uranus is getting ready to station the same day that... Um, um, Jupiter is stationing, and it is stationing at 6:37, and it is stationing retrograde. So it's not really stationing on it. It's, okay. sta- it, it's if it were stationing actually 
on it, it would be facing it, but instead it's stationing retrograde, which means it faces away from it. But that means that the day before it's stationed, it has its greatest power on it. Okay? Mm. So, okay. so mm-hmm. instead of focusing on the 11th, I would focus on the 10th. So very confusing. Okay. At any rate, mm-hmm. the honest on the ascendant just means uh, that we're going to that you are likely to make a lot of changes about how your appearances. You may feel a need to be free of your old styles and into new styles. Uh, that by itself is what it means. But for you, uh, as it goes retrograde, it's going to make a beautiful trying to your moon. It will make a trying to um, your Saturn. When it turns around and goes direct, it makes a trying to your sun. So you've got some some nice things happening uh, with this. So what does it mean to have Uranus trying your, your uh, moon? Uh, the moon is in the fifth house in your chart, and Saturn is in the fifth house, and they're five and four degrees, four and five degrees. Uh, so the moon is about uh, what we desire in life, and you have it in Virgo. Saturn is also in Virgo. So in this house, it says that you could have investments that have to do with uh, property. Uh, it could be investing in health care. It could be investing in uh, actual structures that involve health, so like a health club. Um, it could also uh, involve... Um, uh, things that have engineering connections, so drafting or uh, try to think what else. Um, but then there's other kinds of talent also with Virgo. So it can be there's even people who do a lot of um, theater with Virgo. So Virgo is quite a talented because they're so detail oriented. They could just about land anywhere. But uh, that trine says there could be a change in the way that you're investing. And in this case, it looks more like it might have to do with physical property than it does uh, with um, – and in this case, uh, because it's so active with your ascendant, it could even have to do with investing in clothing and things that you wear. So you just have to take a look at it, but it's a doorway. It's a good thing. It's an opportunity to make changes where your investments will appreciate or mature. So oh. it's not a bad thing. I don't see this as bad. Do you understand what I've said? I understand. It's a relief, though, because, you know, I've heard the keywords of uh, Uranus is uh, chaos. That's one of the keywords I was a little bit concerned with. <laughs> oh, I don't think of Uranus as chaos at all. Um, Uranus can be uh, turning things upside down, so I guess people would call that chaos. But, you know, I am an Aquarius, so I guess I love Uranus. Uranus Uranus actually causes things to change, and it creates freedom or a desire for freedom. So uh, we break things with Uranus. And so when we're breaking free, people can see that as chaos. But it's it's actually, I, I always like to look past, the action to where it's headed. Where is it taking me? It's taking me somewhere that will make me freer. So that's what Uranus does. And in this case, it's it's an opportunity to be free of some old investment so that you can open a doorway for a new investment. It looks like you're investing in yourself with this statement. Uh, When we look a little further, you know, (laughs) here we go. This is the night of wishes and dreams because Uranus is one of the rulers of your house of wishes and dreams. So it's giving you an opportunity to invest in what you really want. So you need to really think about that. 
What do you want that's involved with uh, structure, home, talent? Um, uh, um, I want to say physical body, things that you want that make you feel good about yourself. Uh, it can be your own physical structure, your bones. Okay. <laughs> it could be even a change in your bone structure. Uh, just depends on what what it is that you want, but that's that is even part of the statement here. It's kind of an interesting statement. Okay. So think about it. Think about how that applies to you. There's going to be something in there that. So I think buying new clothes can be uh, aligned with this. So I always considering or, that though. I. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I've yeah. seen people where Uranus activates that ascendant and they literally change their hair color completely. <laughs> or they cut their hair from really long to really short or they decide to try a wig. It's peculiar, but Uranus does funny things. And uh, I don't think of it as chaos. I think it is a, as exciting and variable and making change and freeing you from things that have held you back for a long time. And, uh, and this can also... A way where you could fall in love. You could. I mean, it does activate. This house is also the house of love, but it's more, in this case, looks like it's more about falling in love with something, not someone. Hmm. Something. Hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I mean, falling in love with something can be learning a new, uh, discovering a new hobby, uh, discovering a new uh, new way of building houses. So, I mean, houses and food are in line here as well as theater and acting and a lot of um, creative endeavors that involve a lot of detail. So think oh. about it. Oh. Let us know what you end up doing because it is fascinating. And, of course, as Uranus goes forward, then it will activate your sun and opens up doors for tremendous uh, a successful opportunity uh, in terms of investments. So it oh. may also be a change if you if you do any investing. This would be a change in the way that you're investing. Well, I've been attracted to fairy tale cottages. It seems to appeal to my eyes. <laughs> oh my God, that fits very nicely because uh, Virgo and fairies are very earthy connected, and Uranus oh. is about human. Oh. You know, it's a very earthy thing. Fairies are uh, part of the earth. They're part of Gaia. So the moon mm-hmm. here says I have a love of, of things that are earthy and detailed and, and like I said, creative, and fairies are certainly that. So, And it's all coming in this house, too. And this house is normally ruled by Leo. And so and having the sun in this house makes you capable of maybe doing things like storytelling, you know, there's a, and storytelling does not have to be with words. Storytelling can be with puppets. Storytelling can be with fairies that are little sculptures and or fairy houses or whatever. There's a lot of ways to do storytelling. It's not limited to words by any means. I do sense the warmth, though, when you describe that. I was just thinking of the word warmth, warmth, the word yeah. warmth. Yeah, this is. I mean, I think it's great. I think you got a great opportunity here, <laughs> and and free yourself of the things that someone has structured you originally with. You know, when we look at this, it's Saturn and the Moon. That's your mom and dad. So they told you you should be certain things, and on the other hand, maybe it's opening up the door to you to see them in light of the things that maybe they hinted at and never really said. Oh. So. You'll I'll give my mom that. a call, though. I'll give my mom a call. My, my dad is uh, passed away six years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
weight down, still... yeah, diabetes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so sorry. So Thank sorry. You. August sure 25th bit... is when he passed away, August 25th. Wow. Yeah. Well, give your mom a call and send my love to her because I'm sure I would just adore your mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's, a, she's a very, <clears throat> very <laughs> nice lady. And very yeah, well, well, I have I have a lot of planets that just love her planets. <laughs> So just looking at the chart, I know I love you and I love your mom. So. Oh, thanks, Michelle. Well, thank you. Yeah. You have no idea how well our charts go together. Thank you, Barbara. <laughs> we'll figure okay. it out. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much, Barbara and Michelle. You're welcome. Take care, and you have Good a night wonderful now. night. Thank you. Namaste. 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 Okay. Oh, fairy houses! I just love it. Oh, me too. I've got one in my in my uh, kitchen that, um, you know, I tell people, you know, don't put your finger in there, but that's the fairy house, and it's been hanging there for 15 years. And mm. um, and there's a and fairy there. You're going to move it to Nashville. <laughs> oh, my. I'm, I'm going to take it to Nashville and make another garden there, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I, okay, think, I think I think you should buy a miniature guitar for your fairy house when you take it to Nashville. <laughs> I think she's more of a liar person, though. Yeah, well, that's nice. Nashville nice, is a guitar place. Nice harpsichord or something. <laughs> we'll see. We've got Valerie here. Hi, Valerie. You're now on I the air. Hi, Barbara. <laughs> hey there. Hi, Valerie. And How Michelle. Are you? Good, Michelle. I've, I've never. I'm a fan of Barbara's. That's why I called, and her newsletter just came out. So I've never really had anything, any a reading about astrology before. Oh, cool. Well, let's Ooh. hope that I can do. Something that will get you excited. So tell okay. me when are your birthday? What's your date of birth? <laughs> uh, seven twenty sixty four. And mm-hmm. I was born uh, twelve twenty seven a.m. Okay, 12, a.m., and where were you born? Utica, New York. Utica, New York. I know where that is. Yes, I do. Okay, let's go see your chart. And what do you want to focus on? Uh, wow. I don't know. It's been a what, – what did you just say, wow? <laughs> what did I say about it? Now, when you you open a chart and then you see Pluto at the midheaven, the south node, and Jupiter just hanging out at the midheaven, and you see Uranus has just gone over the ascendant, this is quite a chart. You've been experiencing life, uh, very powerfully experiencing it, transformation, transformation. It's been quite a quite a couple of months, and um, so I really I would like to focus on my kind of like career I'm not really doing much in my relationship it was like hanging on by a thread and it's like oh what's going on Mm. wow well Uranus when Uranus goes over the ascendant and we're in a relationship it can sometimes blow it out of the water it has uh, already gone over but it is going to uh, station retrograde, so it's going to go over it again. And you have to ask yourself, are you 
happy in this relationship or are you desperately wanting to be free of it? Because usually when Uranus is going over the ascendant, the statement is, I want to be free of this relationship. I don't know if I can handle it anymore. And uh, having Scorpio on the seventh house cusp uh, can have a person marry someone who tends to be very controlling. And um, so it can, because you have Neptune in that house, so you could uh, have married the person and never seen any of it. And um, uh, because Neptune doesn't always show us, it's like we go into the marriage with the rose-colored glasses on which is fine if it's transiting Neptune, but it's not so much fine if you're born with it in that house. <laughs> so uh, that's where, you know, I tend to tell people you get a second opinion, listen to your friends. They probably are seeing things you're not seeing. And um, uh, valuing your friends are important. But right now your progress Pluto has moved to a point where it's activating that Neptune. You weren't born with that. That has progressed and uh, and progressed Uranus is getting closer. So you've got some activation that is making you um, take another look at what this marriage is, and that can um, make you see it more clearly. And uh, Uranus, again, will make you say, I really need to be free of it. So Uranus is going to go back. It'll go back over that ascendant and come back through, and that will be the last time. So if you make it through that transit, <coughs> Uh, you probably will stay in the marriage. I'm not telling you that you should or should not. Please and how long I'm... is that? How how when is that? The, I'm going to tra- forward in time because uh, it's uh, Uranus does not move rapidly, so I just have to go forward in time and tell you. Here it is going over it uh, in December, and then it has to turn around and it goes forward pretty fast, and then it goes back over it uh, in March. So uh, the end of March, last couple of weeks in March, and then I don't believe it will go back again that far. I'm going to go forward a bit and just see. Here it's going retrograde again. No, it will not go back over it again. So that's that's it. Okay. Uh, so uh, if you make it through that transit, it's possible that you will stay in the marriage and continue. But if this is a marriage that is in good for you, uh, and only you know that. I don't know that. I haven't looked at his chart, and I don't know yeah. anything reading for two minutes here. I'm not going to yeah. say anything. Well, I'm more but, concerned about what I should be doing in this life, and I know, like, can't, I'm a Cancer in the North Node. There's something important about that, that Cancer's in the North Node. So I've been studying energy for a while and healing, and but I haven't really done anything your north node is in cancer it's in the third house uh third house is the house of communication okay and the north node says what is soul uh directing me towards and it's in cancer but this house is ruled by gemini so it's so it's saying that your communication uh, you have said as soul that I've come here to learn and to pursue communication in a very loving and nurturing manner, uh, communication for family. And if you're studying healing, which you it fits your chart, by the way, because you have Virgo on the sixth house cusp, which is the house of the workplace, and you have Capricorn at the midheaven, and you it, it indicates that you healing would be of interest, and you have your progressed son at this time, uh, is in Virgo, 
and your natal sun, of course, is in Cancer, but the Virgo sun would make you start looking at that and having an interest in healing, and that would fit very nicely as well, but it's going to be more about um, communication healing in a nurturing way than it is necessarily a hands-on healing. Does that make sense to you what I'm saying? It's like you're not mixing herbs here. You are communicating to heal. Like That would be like NLP or, or EFT or and there's so many things that we could say, but those are just okay. two examples. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that's, that's the direction or the directive. The progressed moon right now is a 25 Sag, so we're in a learning mode, and it's going to continue as it goes into your ninth house, continue learning. But five months from now, it will go into uh, the next sign, which is Capricorn. And as it goes into Capricorn, you will have a desire to create some kind of uh, control, some kind of structure to be in control of what it is you've learned. So you're going to take it to the next step. And as it goes into it, it will be activating the south node. So it's like it's time for me to integrate the ways that I have done this in past lives. It's time for me to connect with family from past lives who will help me with this. So all of that will be happening uh, four to five months from now. Okay. And that's pretty pretty exciting. So you're going down a really good road. It's a very, very exciting road. Plus... Jupiter has just gone over your midheaven, and uh, and you have Saturn and Pluto in that. Jupiter hasn't, yeah. J- Jupiter has just gone over that midheaven, so you have Saturn and Pluto both in this house, and um, it hasn't. I'm I'm in 2020. This is next year that I'm looking at. I'm going, what is that? I know where Jupiter is, and it's there. It hasn't gotten to Capricorn. Let us not go that far that fast. But wow, when it does this, this is so. I so have next to take year's it. going to be a better year, perhaps. <laughs> no, uh, I have to take it back because what I just said to you five months from now, it would be twelve and five. Okay. Okay. Year and five months. Okay. Hmm. Because this, we must have gone ahead and somehow I ended yeah, up here. Yeah, because of the relationship thing. <laughs> oh, it's what it was. I don't even remember. I live in such a present moment that I get lost. So, yes. At that point in time, Jupiter will have gone over the mid heaven. So, you'll be in the perfect place. It gives you the opportunity to have everything you want. So, that's pretty exciting. So, yes. Right now, the south node is at your mid heaven. And so, and what that's does mid heaven mean? I don't know if I've ever heard of that term, mid heaven. What is that? Well, mid heaven means it's the very top of your chart. Okay. okay. And why we call it heaven is at the moment that you were born, okay, whatever is landing at that spot would be the planets that were at the highest point in the sky at that moment. Okay. Okay? That makes sense now? So the mid-heaven, what it has to do with is your career, okay? That's 10th house. Okay. So the south node uh, applying to that 10th house cusp and Pluto being just over it and Saturn applying to it, it says that this is a time to transform your career. It's a time for you to dig deep and find the past life experiences that you can integrate into the present life. And Saturn is saying, and it's time for you to be structured. It's time for you to be organized. It's time for you to get 
everything together because you're on the road to getting the diploma you want. Okay. So that's pretty exciting. we got to move well, on. Thank you. All right. Yes, going. Thank All you. Right. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Take Bye. care. And, and, good luck uh, in really... uh, Nashville. <laughs> I love that. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Can't wait. All right. Good night. Yeah, good, good night. Good night. Okay. Can you tell I sent out a newsletter today? <laughs> yes. Um, I, actually, Cindy probably got it too. Okay, we've got, I hope I pronounced this right, uh, Raynelli? Raynelli? <laughs> Raynell. That was good, though. Raynell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the uh-huh. last one is silent. Okay, that makes more sense. I, Jeannie spells things as phonetically as she can for me, and I won't tell you how she has butchered some of these names, <clears throat> but I thought I had this one. Okay, Rennell, you're on That's... the air. Okay. <laughs> hi, hi, ladies. Thank you. I was born you on bet. September 5. I was born on September 5, 1956, 1956. at 2.48 p.m. in Waterloo, Iowa. Waterloo, Iowa. Is there a a military base in Waterloo? No, uh uh-uh. I don't know why I thought there was. Hmm. The crazy things that come to mind as I'm doing things, anyway, ignore me. <laughs> so right now, what are you what are you looking at in this chart? What did you want me to focus on? You know, I am looking at a move. Um, yeah, I have not been asked, asked to move, but my landlord has basically moved his daughter and her family into the house, and it's not desirable for me. And I am wanting to know what you can share with me about a move like yesterday. Well, the first thing that's really noticeable is that Uranus is traveling through your fourth house, which means right now home life is not stable, okay? The house or physical property does not feel stable to you where you are living, so you will be moving. Uh, but uh, when Uranus is like that, we don't always just pick up and move. A lot of the time we just feel unstable unless we have an opportunity to move. And right now uh, Uranus, Uh, is going to go retrograde, and when it does, it's going to be creating um, a challenge to the natal Uranus. And uh, it is also right now challenging uh, your Chiron. So it's telling me there's something here that needs to be uh, healed. And um, this square to Chiron, Chiron is in your first house. It's in Aquarius, and your first house is Capricorn ruled. So Chiron is where we're most wounded, and as a result of the wound, we must find a way to heal. And once we have done that, then we're able to help others heal who have the same kind of wound, okay? Mm -hmm. Chiron in Aquarius is in the first house at the very end of your first house. So it tells me that you're wounded about how you look. It has to do with your appearance. You feel wounded, and it has to do with people who you thought were friends who maybe said things. It has to do with dialogue. And you were hurt. And now here, Uranus is making this action uh, through your home. And so it can be people that are in your home or 
or changes in your home that make you feel like uh, you're being hurt all over again um, because of things that are either being said or the way people are looking at you or something is going on here that is not making you feel good. It's making you feel very uncomfortable. And so what Spirit is trying to say to you is you need to be free of this. Uranus, as I said earlier, it's it's a challenge to free yourself of what anyone has any audacity to say or think because you know what they are thinking about those things themselves that is their stuff and anything that we throw at someone else it's because it's something that's missing in us it has absolutely nothing to do with the person so you have to become strong in you about how you feel about you it doesn't mean you won't change and it doesn't mean you won't make changes but uh, And it doesn't mean you won't move because all of that is still inherent in this transit. But it's important for you, the planet is asking you to become free of this, free of this wound that has been perpetrated since you were younger. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I've said? Does that make um, sense to you? I, yeah, it does. It makes sense. It's something I've been actually working on um, in a very devoted way for uh, most of this year, actually. Um, I've kept Mm -hmm. myself, for instance, off of social media to promote my work um, just because I have this, I don't know, this uh, block about being on camera or whatever. So that's something that I've earnestly focused on. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, you know, the time is coming where the stress over it it will um, come to a a pitch and then you'll move past it. So I'm going to just move my little thingy forward here and hopefully not (laughs) do something stupid again like I did last time. But uh, Uh we'll move it forward and uh, we know that Uranus is going retrograde and then it's going to turn around and it goes forward again. And when it goes forward, it's going to start that, it's going to hit that activation point uh, around April, May. And then that doesn't quit. It becomes more stressful to you until you get to like the end of June. And that stress point in that part of the end of May and the beginning of June is what we call a quincunx action between your natal Mercury and Uranus. And your progressed Venus is on top of your natal Mercury. Your Mercury is in Libra. So you're a person who tends to be very fair in your communication. You try very hard to make sure that it's almost like you, you have a legal counsel in your head and you do things like a mediator. You'd be a great mediator. If you're not, it's something you could consider because you would be an awesome mediator. Uh, I mean a legal mediator, literally in a court. Um, but uh, this quincunx causes you to go through the stressful experience where you go back and forth and say, should I move? Shouldn't I move? Should I do this? Should I do this? And it's causes a lot of internal stress. And what I'd say is during this period in time, you need to be super gentle with yourself, very loving to yourself, and don't try to make a decision of any kind during that period. You should wait till it is clear. And it's clear in July, 
after the fourth or around the fourth, and then it will go retrograde, so it comes back into being. But again, this is Uranus for you. Usually, the second time around is not as hard, um, but it comes back in September through October, and then it goes away, and then it, it will come back one more time. But this time, it's going direct, and you should have all the answers at this point. And it should just kind of breeze over it, and that is in April of 2021. So it's mm. going to take a little while for you to work through this. This is not an easy thing. It's probably been around for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll get over it. And once you do, then you start to activate a complete new sense of freedom for yourself. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, if I could say anything to you at all, I would say this. Use a little EFT, and if you don't know what that is, go to my website. Go download it. I have my work. No, I know what it is. I know what it okay. is. Uh-huh. Just tap along there and say, even though there have been so many times in my life where I felt less than because of how I look, I now choose to release that and love who I am. I love every cell in this body. I love the total way it's configured, and I know that the more I love it, the more it will become exactly what I love. And go down that Be kind to yourself and love yourself and practice loving everything about you. And don't let yeah, anybody that is tell my, you any that is exactly No, that is exactly my practice now. I actually, I actually like the way I look uh, much more now than I have before. It's just such a false belief. Um, but are you saying that I won't move until 2021? Oh, no, I'm not or saying that. This, I am not saying oh, that. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> and then so, you have the ability to move before that. <laughs> and you right. might even move okay. more than once, okay? Yeah. But uh, yeah. I'm saying that this whole move is related to this issue that is so important for you to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, could you look at Where's, the move and... Yeah, your progressed moon right now is at five. Well, no, that's not right now. That's in 2021. There we go again. We're not doing that. <laughs> i got to come back. it take me a minute or two to get back to where we were. But the progressed moon in 2021 is at five degrees, and that's not going to do what you want right away. So where are we? We're in 2019, aren't we? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I have problems, yes, forgive me, but it's true. Um, Time is so movable as an astrologer. So here we are. You have 14 degrees of uh, Capricorn is where your moon is, your progressed moon. And so you have Saturn on it right now. So there's no move inherent until Saturn gets off of that progressed moon. And uh, Saturn will move forward. Actually, the moon will move faster than Saturn. So let's just uh, go forward. Right now, Saturn is applying to it because it's retrograde. But here's the moon is past Saturn a month from now. So in September, uh, you've got the moon free. And it is Mm -hmm. actually almost on top of your, it is starting to conjoin your part of fortune. So there's probably something coming through because of who you are that you should find another home. And will you mm-hmm. move at that point? see where Mars is, if Mars is giving you a little action, and it is. So this is probably your time. Both the Sun, Mars, Mercury, all of them are active on that progressed moon. 
So this is your mm-hmm. period in time. I'd say the very beginning of September you should find something. Awesome. It's interesting. Yeah, we gotta you move on, the, Michelle. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry, but we do have to move on. <laughs> oh. But okay. she'll be back in September. <laughs> take, oh, okay. take care right. and, and, and you. good luck. You know, everybody Thank who calls you. in we put them into our prayers, so let's Absolutely. let's make it happen for you. Thank okay. you. Take care. Thank You're you welcome, so much. Sweetie. Okay, one more. One more. We've got, um, again, another name that I will stumble over. I hope not. Davida, you're on the air. Hello, and it's uh, Davetta. 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 I was was close. Davetta. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's your date of birth, Davetta? Um, ten twenty three seventy four, and I was born at six forty eight a.m. Ten October twenty third. Is that October? Did I did that right? Right. October nineteen seventy four. And what time? I'm correct. sorry. Six forty eight a.m. Did you say? Yes, correct. And where were you born? Um, in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. I did get the right time, right? Six four eight a.m. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, then we're good. Sometimes my brain, I don't know where it goes, but <laughs> as long as it hangs in there, we're good. <laughs> when it's, I won't be able to do this anymore. Of course, I probably won't be in the body either. But. Okay, <laughs> so what do you want to look at, Devetta? Um, ooh, I guess, oh, you got Pluto <laughs> going over your. Yeah. That's not been easy, huh? A lot of emotional turmoil and uh Yes. And it could be turmoil at home too. And Saturn is really involved here with its opposition to Saturn. So you're at that hundred and eighty degrees in terms of Saturn return issues and so um this could bring some you know, emotional blow up even, uh, because it's there's so much there that you could be struggling with, so you want to really be careful to take good care of you. Um and this could be a blow up that could come as a result of your career, could be something with someone in a position of authority, it could be your father. There's a whole lot of statements going on when we have the opposition like that to Saturn. Um so I would ask you to really Breathe when you're confronted by anybody in a position of authority until this whole thing moves past this experience, and that uh, it will be it will take it probably till around January or so before it really kind of gets past it. Um, but you really need to practice that because uh, you are not seeing clearly when somebody might be doing something you'll feel like they're controlling you and they may not be so you need to take a deep breath and make sure you have your guidance working okay okay well i call in michael the archangel when these kinds of experiences happen because uh he i say just you take care of it and because i just know that i the only thing i own in my world is my word 
and if I ever have a word come out of my mouth that will hurt another person, it really hurts me. I don't ever want that. So mm-hmm. based on that, I'm very careful <laughs> when we're under a, a, a kind of transit like this. So so I want you to really just take really good care of yourself, and don't burn yourself out either because as um, Mars comes around, right now it's at 22 degrees of of Leo, and it was in a quincunx action to this Pluto just just last week. It could have caused you to experience a burnout. You have to be more yeah, careful. I just, yeah, I had like yeah. a lot of stuff happen. But it's been going yeah. on for a year and eight months, but this past few weeks, yeah, it's like yeah. one thing after another. Yeah, Pluto is horrible when it's in a position like this, and Pluto's very slow mover. It doesn't move quickly. You can't kick it and can't move it. It just so you just have to know when it's going to be in a hard position that you just kind of work with your life as best as you can, and don't try okay. to go away from Pluto. Whatever it's pulling you towards, just go with it because it's going to take you whether you want to or not. And when it's involved with Saturn, what happens is if you don't go forward with it. It will take Saturn will take everything away from you. So you you don't want to fight with Pluto. You you just go a step at a time and work with it. And like I said, breathe and try to mm-hmm. recognize what's happening emotionally because while Pluto's going through this house, it's going to uproot your emotions. It's going to dig down and it's going to bring up things you don't, didn't remember even happened in your life. And some of them can be horrible things, things that you uh, repressed or removed because they were horrible. Um, okay. And it could involve your father or, like I said, other people in positions of authority. Uh, so it, these things rise inside of you and you suddenly wake up from sleep and you remember something. Write it down, mm-hmm. it, and know that there's a good outcome even if you can't see it right now. And if you need someone to help you with counseling, find someone who is good, okay? Because when Pluto okay. goes through this, it's an emotional turmoil, and you have to really, really treat yourself kind. Um, but in the end, what it will do, it's kind of like if you have a big bruise on your arm and it gets infected. If they don't cut it open, it just gets worse. Mm-hmm. So Pluto is doing, it's it's. It's like this old emotional stuff that you just kind of hid inside your body comes up and suddenly it's there. So do your best not to freak over it. And remember, this is one moment in time, and you've had millions of lifetimes. It's just Mm -hmm. one moment. And this moment has happened before. And sometimes you were on the other side of it. So this is how we learn compassion with one another. Uh, because even though someone has done something horrible to us, we have to remember that there might have been a time where we were like that, and we have learned to be more. And now we're giving this person an opportunity to learn to be more. So we develop compassion. So I hope that helps you. Right now, all I want to do is just hug you and tell you I love (laughs) you dearly. I understand, and I don't want you to be hurt. Yeah, it's just been like you said, very emotional because it involves my daughter, you know, and I'm doing everything possible to keep her safe. Yeah. Well, Pluto is also squaring Chiron in your seventh house, so here's the rest of the story. Uh, Chiron's 21 degrees, and here your most wounded is is a result of a marriage and someone who 
may have been very aggressive or outgoing and dominant and uh, someone very selfish, um, and as a result of that, uh, you have been hurt. And uh, this child that you have, you have Jupiter in the fifth house, tells me this child is a gift to you, a wonderful gift, a golden child. And uh, so that child will be with you your whole life, uh, and they are a gift. And no matter what happens, they will be part of your life. So, but yes, do what you can to uh, do what you have to do, but whatever you do, try to let your emotions, try to put them to one side if you have to take any kind of legal action, because I, with this Pluto opposing Saturn in the house of legal action, we could find ourselves uh, wanting to just, just blow up at someone because they're yeah. acting stupid. But don't do yeah, it. Yeah, Okay, because okay. I've been in court uh, four times since January yeah. of last year, and I know it's not over yet. I know that it's not I'm sure over, it is, but I'm I'm fighting for everything I need to do. You're, you're yeah. going to come through. You'll come through. Just okay. Be kind to yourself and and know that you are standing in the right place. Okay. Okay. Pluto, even though yeah. it acts explosive it also empowers us and uh, as we work with it we find a new level of power within ourselves so allow yourself to okay but i understand and heart goes out to you and to your child um i want you to be safe and i want you to know that you are going to be loved and cared for and so will she is it a girl yes child is a girl she's seven Mm -hmm. yeah Oh, my word. Um, yeah. Your progress moon's about to go into a new house in five, in not even five months, it's four months away. And uh, so in four months it will go into Libra and things will start to balance out a lot more. Uh, that's going to be very helpful when it gets out of uh, Virgo because while it's in Virgo, it's like you're so into the details that it makes it, makes you chew on things and it can make you more critical. When it gets into Libra, okay. you'll come into more balance and you'll feel a lot freer. So four months. Yeah, I feel, I feel like our lives are just stopped, you know, the past yeah. year and a half. Like we, we can't move on because it's, it's hard. Uh, you know? yeah. Yeah. It is, but, you know, there, there, is, there is a happy ending here. So okay. do understand that there's a happy ending. And, and with okay. that, I have to say, I'm so sorry, but we've got to go. <laughs> okay. Please take you. Thank you. Big hugs to you. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Wow, we get, why do you get the good ones right at the place where I have to cut you off? That's awful. Oh, um, my God, I could just it, cry. It's just hard. If, if she would like to get a hold of you, want to give out your information so she can? Yeah, yeah, it's 541-900-1084 is my phone number, astrology and more, write the whole thing out, astrologyandmore at gmail.com is my email, and I check my emails all day long, every day. So, and yes, you can also you're very good at that. So. <laughs> oh, much well, luck I, to everybody I, else. Yeah, to you too, and thank you so much for um, doing a marathon tonight. Um, and for those people that did not get on, uh, she'll be back the 1st of September, 
you have to call in early because this line does get very, very long. And, Michelle, thank you so much. You are, as always, spectacular. <laughs> 